Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My name is Bodie. I am your host. I forgot my name there for a second. Hi, how you doing? Hey, I noticed when I was editing the last show that there's a lot of background hum from my air conditioner, which is on the other side of the wall that I do the show on. Can't do anything about that. Uh, I apologize for the hum if it bothered you last episode. I did turn off the fan in the room that I do the podcast in, so hopefully that will eliminate some of the hum. But uh, yeah. It's just, it's 110 degrees in Arizona and kind of something you got to, I got to deal with, not so much you guys have to deal with. Thing that I like this week is taking time off and I like that for the, I'm going to like that for the next two weeks. Uh, I'm taking two weeks off the show so that I can spend a little bit of time with my family, especially before my kids go back to school. Not really planning on doing anything fun, but we are going to go and do some family stuff around Phoenix here when it's cool. When the kids are asleep, I'm going to binge watch Stranger Things and this other show someone recommended called Dark. I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I saw the first two seasons of Stranger Things, and I love that show. It's amazing. Anyway, moving on, I would like to thank our patrons for supporting the show. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. This week in the Patreon Slack has been amazing. I've received a ton of emails from Patreon supporters, and those interactions have been fantastic. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you emailed me and I haven't emailed you back, it's just because I've been very busy, and I will email you back. But if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. Either way, it'll get you there. In the video section this week, Tesla released four video examples of autopilot avoiding crashes so that's neat Uh, go ahead and put a link to those videos in there and bjorn nyland and two other people drove a model 3 long range dual motor 2781 kilometers or 1728 miles in 24 hours which is insane this broke the distance record for an ev in 24 hours so good job bjorn that guy is amazing I wouldn't do half of the stuff that he does. Can you imagine driving 1,800 miles or 2,800 kilometers in 24 hours? It sounds terrible. All right. This first story comes from cars.com. 
3,000 Jaguar I-Paces are being recalled for potential problem with the regenerative brake system. If the brake system fails, there may be a delay from when the driver touches the brakes to when the vehicle actually starts to decelerate, and obviously that's kind of important. Kind of as a side note, the I-Pace has increased sales volume to 12.5% of Jaguar's overall volume of cars that they sell, which is really impressive. And I went to, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but I went to a Jaguar dealership uh, let's see, Tuesday, I think. And my kids loved the I-Pace. My daughter thought the wheels made it look very fast. My son loved the screens on the inside. Uh, they were very fond of the fit and finish. They were pointing out little <laughs> little, little pieces that they liked on the interior, which uh, I was very proud of as a finicky father. The Jaguar, oh yes, the story I was going to tell. I was talking to the salesperson. I didn't get to do a test drive, and maybe it's because I didn't look like I could afford an $83,000 car because I can't, to be honest. But I was talking to the sales guy, and I asked, how many of these are you selling You know, just on average? And he said two to three a month out of the Tempe Jaguar store or dealership. So still not a big seller. I don't know how many Jaguars they sell in general, but it doesn't seem like a whole lot just out of that one store. But he said they are becoming more and more popular and more and more people are coming in to look at them. Our next story comes from Inside EVs, Eric Loveday. The Audi e-tron is also being recalled. There is a potential for a faulty seal that may allow moisture into the battery compartment. Obviously, as you can imagine, this could cause a short and ultimately, ultimately a fire and probably, you know, something that needs to be fixed. I also went to an Audi dealership and looked at the e-tron. I also didn't get to test drive that because they didn't think I could afford a $73,000 car, which I can't. But here are my thoughts. Uh, I'm going to start with the e-tron. The e-tron was a very nice car. However, it did not look or feel on the inside like it was an electric car. It just felt like a car. It was There was nothing wrong with it, but it just didn't, like, I didn't get the feeling that I was in an electric car. Granted, I didn't drive it or ride in it. Just the overall feel of the car. Like, the, the seats were not leather. The seats were just some, you know, fancy cloth. But it wasn't leather. You, you would think for $73,000 you're going to get a car with leather seats. These were not leather. I don't, I don't know what Audi's thinking in that regard. The I-Pace was a much smoother, well-built car, to be honest with you. And the interior was nicer. The screens were great looking on the I-Pace. The overall fit and finish of the I-Pace was nicer. And then honestly, if I had to go and, and buy one of those two cars, I would spring for the extra $10,000 fictitiously because I can't afford it anyway for the I-Pace. Now I'd have to take a test drive to, you know, take that further. But Moving on, Electric Phil Deziki has our next two stories, and some of this we covered last week, but I wrote them down, put the notes in. Neo, a Chinese EV startup I invested in and is currently trading around $3 a share right now, is recalling close to 5,000 ES8s for batteries that may spontaneously combust. Now, we know that that's a, a voltage sampling um, cable that was causing those fires. Like I said, there were only three fires. We talked about this last episode. I'm not going to go really into it. The defective modules and batteries could obviously lead to thermal runaway. Neo has had a string of bad luck, and we've talked about some of those issues in the past. But we have a new issue. Two senior executives have left and moved on to bluer skies. That joke only works if you know that Neo's 
the slogan is blue sky coming which is what their chinese name means and what their logo represents i'm gonna pause for laughs because that wasn't funnier when i wrote it not when i said it deja j ferris from Teslarati has our next story that's actually kind of two stories again squished together you know it feels like rivion has been around for years but you know they really only announced like november december last year 2018 but their marketing may be better than tesla's with what seems like far less effort i attended the over i attended oh man i'm having a hard time with words today i attended the overland expo in flagstaff a month and a half ago and many of the people huddled around this wispy rope that protected the rivian's r1t pickup from the unwashed masses was reservation holders a lot of these folks drove across many states just to take a peek at a car that they put a reservation down on that they're they have no idea the quality of the final product they don't know what it's going to be at all they just believe in the company which is very tesla-like and apple-like to be honest rivian designed their batteries to have an afterlife their primary use is obviously for the rivian vehicles but there is a secondary use and that's for energy storage Last week, Rivian announced that it was going to use the company's used batteries for microgrid storage in underserved areas. Now, they don't have any used batteries as of yet or any used batteries of any sort of significant volume. But over time, they'll put these plans into place. I think this is great. If a company is going to be building EVs, whether they be a legacy automaker or a new automaker, they need to focus on environmental issues. No matter where you fall on the climate change Uh, situation whether you believe in it or you don't believe in it we can all agree that ice cars pollute they just do what needs to be at the forefront of the ev makers message is here are all the environmental problems that we are solving when we make our cars and this is how far in the future we're thinking about it because you know we're kind of in the situation we're in currently not wholly because but largely because of ice cars pretending that an ev is a unicorn that rides on a road of rainbows is going to backfire on the ev industry they need to be at the forefront saying hey look here are the problems here's how we're going to solve them and then they also need to be honest about the pollutants that the evs are putting out in terms of when they're made you know how they're made the batteries are how the minerals for the batteries are taken from the ground, that kind of thing. We just have to, they're going to have, not we, but they're going to have to be very transparent and source their materials responsibly because otherwise the, the electric, well, not otherwise, the electric vehicle industry has a kind of a hippy dippy, like love the earth kind of a feel to it. And any car manufacturer that goes against that is not going to be great for that brand. They're going to get skewered in the media. Like if Volkswagen decides, oh yeah, we are going to build all these cool electric cars, and then it turns out you know, they're sourcing irresponsibly, and in order to make these batteries, they're running coal plants, and they're doing all these, these non-environmental responsible things. It's going to come out. It's not hard to track this stuff down anymore. It's in every EV maker's best interest to have a message of here's where we were in the past, here's where we're going in the future, and here's what we need to improve on even with our current processes. All right, moving along, another story from Deshaw J. Ferris, Tesla Nikola Motors has officially opened its headquarters in Phoenix, Arizona. 
The design research and development teams will be based out of this headquarters. Their lobby shows off Nikola's already announced project, projects, which is the off-road vehicle, the tray, the Nikola 1, the Nikola 2, the watercraft. I didn't see in the pictures, but there's probably the military vehicle they're building for the um, military. Nikola Motors Manufacturing Facility will break ground later this year in Coolidge, Arizona, and it's not too far away from Lucid Motors' future manufacturing plant in Casa Grande. All right, Simon Alvarez of Teslarati. A lot of Teslarati this week. Also a lot of words I'm stumbling on. Last week, it became clear that BMW's upper management types did not take their EV efforts seriously. I'm not going to run down the whole story because we just don't have time. We did have a great conversation on the topic on the Patreon Slack. The overall story here is that BMW doesn't have a great offering in terms of EVs. They just don't. Other luxury brands like Jaguar, Audi, Porsche, and coming soon Land Rover, they all have compelling EV offerings as far as I'm concerned. Now, BMW CEO Harold Kruger is leaving BMW. BMW made the announcement that Kruger would not attempt to renew his contract next year. He's not being fired. However, he's not renewing his contract. And if I had my guesses, he was asked not to renew his contract. So he's basically sitting on top of the Hooli building, uh, waiting for his contract and getting a paycheck. Now, here's a side note. BMW did unveil some EV concepts this week probably sooner than they would have liked based on some of the things, like I said, I'll put all this stuff in the show notes, that BMW executives were saying. I really hope that BMW's next CEO makes EVs more of a priority. Okay, Simon Alvarez, again, Teslarati. Dr. Felix Gress has declared that hydrogen-powered cars will take over EVs by 2030. He contends that battery electric vehicles represent poor value for money compared to diesel and petrol vehicles. Dr. Grass also argues that consumers are not really accepting of EVs. Here's his words. For the customers, it will be difficult to accept such a car into the market. You pay a higher price, you get less of a car, so it'll be a tough sale. I don't think you get less of a car. That seems very odd. For large vehicles, I think this makes a lot of sense. Vehicles like RVs, semis, garbage trucks, fire trucks, it's more practical to have them hydrogen powered, at least for the short term. They're heavy, they require a very large battery, and that could significantly increase the price, whereas hydrogen might be a nice stopgap in between you know, diesel vehicle and fully electric vehicle. As for passenger cars, this makes no sense to me. There would be a larger hydrogen vehicle market if this was the case. I think my feelings is that it's a it's harder to convince consumers that a hydrogen vehicle is not a bomb on four wheels of course it isn't but tell my mom that because if you know hydrogen hydrogen bomb you know the dirigible that blew up that i can't remember the hindenburg that's the that's the name of the software that i used to record the show you'd think i'd remember that ah okay inside evs eric love day faraday future this is a company that has a reputation for taking two steps forward and 86 steps back. Faraday Future fired furloughed workers, according to The Verge. It's unknown how many they fired, but it's thought that they have about 1,000 employees right in that area. And Faraday Future confirmed that they retained 350 employees. So that means they 86th about 65% of its workers. Pretty significant cut. 
if you took a job with Faraday Future within the last year or year and a half, you probably saw this coming. You could not have thought, oh, I'm going to work for this company and I'm going to be here forever. Faraday Future has had this problem, you know, over and over and over again since even I started this podcast two and a half years ago. But Faraday Future did say that many of the furloughed workers had already exited the company. And this is going to be brain shattering information, but I think it's because they like paying their bills and they don't like to be furloughed by the company that they're supposed to work for. All right. Here is the conspiracy for the day. The last story. I bookmarked a story about Tesla reducing the price of its solar panels to be more competitive. While writing the show tonight, I clicked on the story in Instapaper and it wouldn't load. So I went to electric.com, electric.com, and I couldn't find the story. So I searched electric site and I got a 404 page, uh, not found error. I Googled the story and I still got the same 404 page not found. Now, why isn't it there? It was there when I took my kids to swim at 3.30 this afternoon. Where did it go? Was it, did Tesla kill the story? Did Electric get it wrong, which I doubt? Or is there some sort of technical issue that I'm missing? What happened to the story is what I want to know. So if you see a story about Tesla reducing the price of their solar system, solar systems, let me know. And I'd like to dig into this a little bit more just for fun. All right, again, I will be off for the next two weeks. You'll get two short pre-recorded shows. I hope you like them. There was a lot more that I wanted to do, unfortunately, because of, you know, falling and smashing my face and a bunch of other things that happened over the month of June, which amazing June went like a snap of the fingers to me. It just blew by. I didn't get to do all the cool things that I wanted to do, but you will get a show. And I do appreciate everybody who listens. I appreciate everybody who supports me on Patreon, and I hope you all have a great two weeks. I will talk to you right around the time Tesla's giving their Q2 earnings call. Thanks so much for listening. I will talk to you in...